The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Future Sox Podcast. My name is Mike Rankin, James Fox alongside us. We are joined via Skype with White Sox second round pick, right-handed pitcher Jared Kelly. Jared, as as the White Sox made their second round selection and we, we saw that your name was called, a lot of us, pretty, I, w- I probably could speak to all of White Sox fandom about how excited we were to know that you're now a part of our organization. So congratulations, yes, and we're, we're, we're so excited to have you aboard because obviously the talent there is limitless. So tell us a little bit about that draft process and what the conversations were like on draft day. Uh, so we went in there Wednesday uh, thinking that our name was going to be called, and uh, unfortunately it didn't, but uh, I had to just trust God's god's plan and everything and just trust the process and know that everything happens for a reason and then thursday the white Sox pick up the phone and um that's all i needed was just one opportunity for one team to make a call and the white Sox did it and um i can't thank them enough for giving me the opportunity to do this jared when did you know that the white Sox were interested in you and how much contact did you have with them i guess you know just closing out your high school career and then you know in the draft process I talked to them uh, a few times, but it was kind of like that with all all the teams. Uh, you never really know what route they're going. You don't know if they went high school, uh, college, pitcher, hitter. You just don't really know. So I kind of talked with all of them. Uh, but the White Sox called uh, Thursday morning. And uh, so I knew about an hour before the draft that the White Sox had uh, made an agreement with the White Sox. So what are you looking forward to most now joining the organization? I know it's a little unorthodox these days, but mm-hmm. have you been, have you been getting to work? Do you have a workout plan scheduled? Uh, right now I haven't been throwing it uh, too much because you don't know when everything's going to get started. So I can't start throwing yet, but I can definitely start staying, staying in shape. Uh, so I've been working out and uh, just doing anything to keep my body in shape. Uh, so whenever we're ready to go, uh, my body's ready. So how, how do you feel physically right now, man? Uh, right now I'm feeling good. At the time I was kind of just, I think there was just those two days after I heard the White Sox and Children's, like everything was just like lifted off of my shoulders. So now I'm feeling good now, and I'm just ready to get to work. Yeah, we knew that in terms of talent, you were projected to go in the in the, in the first round for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and things, the way the five-round drafts were set up this year, it was so unique to this whole process. So 
I think as White Sox fans, we're really thankful <laughs> selfishly because it, it allowed you to fall to the second round here. And, yeah. you know, in this opportunity now, what are you most looking forward to in terms of joining the organization? And I guess who have you spoken to mainly at the start of this process? Um, so I've been talking with Matthew Thompson. Uh, this guy drafted last year in the second round as well. And um, I, I, I'm real good friends with him. Uh, he was uh, – he was with me and my host family when we were on the HNU trials team. So I've been talking with him, how everything's going uh, with professional baseball. And then um, I'm also looking forward to just going out there and competing. I mean, you're surrounded by the best of the best. And um, I'm just ready to go out there and just compete and just show what I can do. Jared, how much did uh, like your brief senior season affect you, you think? How, how was that whole experience, having the season shut down and then, you know, you're basically in draft mode meeting with teams, but it's definitely different, you know, than yeah. than most years? Uh, I think it's just, it kind of hurt all of the high school players because you, you just take that chance between, especially high school right-handed pitchers. Um, they just have more looks at the college guys so they consider that the, the safer route. And... Um, so our season getting ended, and the uh, main thing I was going through the season was working on my breaking ball. And um, every single outing that I had just kept on getting better and better and better. And unfortunately, the season I ended, and I knew that that was one of the big things that a lot of scouts were, were looking and uh, talking about, about me. And um, that's one thing that affected was just my breaking ball. I knew it was going to get better, and it was getting better, and then the season got ended. So that's one thing I could see that hurt it. How do you feel about – the breaking ball now are you interested in looking at like edgertronic data trackman stuff like that to increase the spin on your breaking ball i know that that was you know one of the things that people had talked about with you is that you were pretty much fastball change up so how do, how do you think that's going yeah so i've been throwing with the trackman data and everything um starting to get more and more reps with it haven't thrown with it too much uh but i like the way it just shows how i'm throwing and how it's reacting how the spin is and everything so I'm starting to dive into that, and um, I think that's, only, that's not going to do anything but just help me uh, figure out what works for me and, and what's playing better uh, against the hitter. You were a two-sport athlete in high school. Mm-hmm. How, how valuable do you believe that experience was in your, you know, on the way to your professional career, and how difficult was it for you to, to walk away from football? Uh, it was difficult at the time just because I played football my entire life ever since I was little, and... But I knew that I had a, I, had, I wanted a future in baseball. Uh, I've always loved baseball, and the, the opportunity uh, was way better than making it to the NFL or anything like that. So um, I had to put all my focus into training in, in baseball. Uh, our football team, we played to December every single year, so that would take away that time of me being able to start training for baseball. So I knew that was just going to be a necessary thing for me to ha- for, for it to happen for me to get to where I want to be. So it was tough, but I, I don't regret it at all. Do you think it had something to do with the impact on the passion of the game of baseball? Because if you're taking a everybody needs a break every once in a while. Yeah. But, you know, if you're able to get away from it, and I know this is your love, but how did how did playing football help you in terms of getting to where you wanted to be in baseball? I think football makes you a way tougher and competitive uh, athlete. And... Football, uh, I was a quarterback, so you go through adversity. Something's going to happen every single play, so you just learn how to get through adversity. Uh, it toughens you up, big stands, big crowds, big lights, just how it is like in a major league stadium or anything like that. So it's just kind of like the, the, the surrounding, uh, 
every the adversity and being making you tougher. Uh, I think that all ties into where I, where I'm at on the mound today. So, Jared, when I was reading about you and I was talking about the Gatorade Player of the Year stuff, it mentioned in there, you know, after a hurricane hit down near your hometown there, you, you know, you took part in some of the cleanup efforts and you, you know, you were a big help with that. Can you, can you explain some of that to the listeners? Uh, yeah, so our, our house, uh, fortunately, was uh, not as affected as all, uh, some people around us. Uh, we had a couple shingles off the roof and that was it. But um, other people, my friends, my football teammates, my, my community, a bunch of them had it a lot worse than what I did. So I took the time to go put them in first, put them first because we were fortunate and we were lucky that a uh, house wasn't, uh, had didn't have no much damage. So I went to the church. I helped what I could. I went around houses picking up brush or trash, anything we needed to, just put others first. Yeah, so I thought, I thought it was really, you know, really interesting. And you were, was it, you were 16, 17 at the time, or is that... <laughs> I was 16, about to turn 17. Yeah, doing that. And you were, yeah. you know, that was like right after um, you decided to like end your football career too, I think, right? So I think it was know, right before that. Right before, okay. Yeah. How do you how do you say the name of your hometown? Refurio. Refurio, okay. Yeah. So Jared, let me ask you this. You drafted by the Chicago White Sox, and I'm sure people are bugging you like us trying to get interviews. Have you been able no, to have conversations? Have you been able to have conversations with some media people? And and how has that been for you? Uh, yeah, I've talked to a few uh, different podcasts, interviews, different little things, uh, local uh, news reporters and stuff. But uh, it hasn't been too bad. I'm just enjoying everything. Um, I don't have no problem doing interviews. I like to spread them out to where they don't overlap on top of each other. And then after that, uh, I'm good with all of them. You said playing football under the bright lights, especially in Texas. I mean, we, we all know how competitive it is down there. Could you just elaborate on the baseball competition that you were up against as a high school player? Um, so where I was from, it wasn't very it wasn't very good. Um, we were a small two-way. Uh, it started getting a little bit better during the playoffs, but during the regular season, it wasn't too good. But I knew when I'm on the mound – uh, I was going to be the same. It didn't matter who's in the box. Uh, I was going to pitch the same, so it didn't really matter to me. And what is it that you felt like was your was your best pitch? I know your fastball gets up there, so I mean I don't want to speak for you, but we all are are obviously in love with your fastball. But how long did it take you, I guess, for for you to feel physically confident enough for you to throw that pitch, cons- you know, consistently in the in the mid in the mid nineties? I've kind of had, I've always had a strong arm growing up. Uh, ever since I was little, you could tell that I had a strong arm than the rest. And I think it was it was soft freshman sophomore year. I started to have learn the ability to actually pitch instead of just going up there and throwing as hard as I can. Uh, I actually, started to learn how to pitch. So freshman sophomore year, that's when it clicked for me. Uh, learning how to locate pitches, uh, knowing what count to throw, what pitching. Um, that was a turning point for me. Were there any? Big league pitchers that you tried to mock in terms of style. Yeah, I like to watch Gary Cole. Uh, he attacks guys with his fastball. He trusts his stuff, uh, and the way he carries himself on the mound is just a uh, just a competitor. Who was it across your high school career, as a coach or a mentor or anybody growing up? Who was it that helped you the most in terms of getting to where you are? Uh, it would have to be my trainer. Um, definitely my family and my trainer and my advisor. Uh, them three are big, and uh, 
I, I work out in a gym in uh, Corpus Christi Sports Fitness Solutions, and um, I thank them for everything. I mean, they, they fix everything mechanical-wise. Uh, I build strength on them, uh, more athleticism from them, and uh, cleaning up my delivery, uh, everything, all they can do to tie into my baseball. Uh, when I'm pitching on the mound, uh, they help with all of that. And my parents have been there ever, ever since. They've supported me through everything, and my advisor's always there if I need anything. Jared, you know, you could sense a little bit of frustration last week that you didn't go in the first round, obviously, but then, you know, you kind of said, you know, it only takes one team and you kind of ran with that, you know, and the White Sox are that team. So do you, you know, do you think you're going to remember that? Is there like a chip on your shoulder at all for not being maybe selected where you thought you might go? No, maybe a little bit, but I knew I just kept on thinking that everything happens for a reason. And I wasn't picked the first night. um, So... That's my main thing. Everything has for a reason. I'm just trusting in God's plan. So I'm not really frustrated about it, but I'm just happy that I even have this opportunity still. And we've so we've heard about the fastball and the and the plus change, and you command it, you know, really well for a high school guy. What are what are the Chicago White Sox getting in Jared Kelly? Just a true competitor, and um, my main goal is to keep on getting better and better every single year. And um, one day pitching in their major league system. Jared, this is really good stuff. Really appreciate your time. Uh, we won't keep you for much longer. Maybe a couple more questions and we'll let you go. What are you up to now? How are you uh, spending your free time prior to, I guess, the start of uh, working out with the White Sox? Right now, so I'm actually in Goliad playing a little bit of golf. Uh, but I'm taking a break right now and a car cooling down a little bit. Yeah, it sounds great. So, you know, as, as now you can consider yourself a professional how was that feeling? Uh, you know, like we talk about, I guess not so much the pressure attached, but just the expectations that are, that are, I'm sure that are on your shoulders that you, you want to come in and do well, but you know, to call yourself as a professional at 18 years old, what does that mean to you? So it's been a dream of mine since I was little. I've always wanted to be, I've always wanted to be a professional athlete in whatever sport it was at the time. I didn't know if it was either going to be football or baseball, but uh, my dream was to be a professional athlete. And when I got older, I knew I wanted to play baseball and um, wanted to be a professional baseball player. And now my dreams become reality. And I, uh, I'm just totally blessed and just, it's just exciting. I mean, I'm ready to get out there now. So, Jared, last thing for me, you know, like we've talked about a lot, we've talked about the fastball and the change. You know, you've talked about the development of a third pitch. Have you thought, what do you think? Is it more of a curveball or a slider there once you start getting going here? I think it's more of a slider now. I have it's not that real slurvy uh, loop, uh, loopy ball. It's more of just a hard laid down movement, and I've got it up to 85, 87 miles per hour now. And uh, so I think I I have it as a true slider now. That's really exciting to hear. I mean, to pair that kind of pitch with a plus changeup and a uh, mid 90s fastball. We're really excited for you, man. Last one. Yes, Jared, what do you know about the Chicago White Sox? Were, were you a fan of the franchise at all ever across your lifetime? Um, but what do you know about them now? I, I wasn't really a fan, but I, I was a fan of some of their players uh, at the time. Um, I know they have some uh, some young guys coming in, um, developing their way of developing players is is, is awesome. Uh, they have real young talent, and I think in a couple of years that they're, they're, we're going to be good. So I just know we have real young talent coming up. We have players like Tim Anderson. Uh, last year, Andrew Andrew Vaughn uh, got a couple pitchers. And that's all I really, I really know right now. But um, 
I know they're just real good at developing their players and a lot of young talent coming up. Well, congratulations again, Jared. Thanks so much for taking the time, and we're looking forward to seeing you get going. We know uh, we know you'll take advantage of this opportunity just based on your work ethic, so thank you again. Yes, sir. Jared Kelly joining us on the Future Sox podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. For James Fox, my name is Mike Rankin. We will talk to you all next time.